What's going on, everyone? I'm one of your hosts, Kurt. And I'm Rob, and this is Pod of Your World. So, we have a bunch to talk about today, huh, Kurt? That's what it seems like. Um, so, like, let's just cut to the chase. I want to just, like, start talking Frozen. So, the final trailer was released this week. Yep, I saw that. Um, a couple hundred times. <laughs> Took some notes. What are your first impressions of this movie um, after seeing all these trailers and everything? Um, so, as you know, I'm I'm not a huge fan of Frozen 1. And I think it's it's good. It has its, its moments. It has characters that are likable and songs that are catchy. I think as a whole, it's not the best thing to come out of Disney in the last you know, 10 years. I think like Tangled is, is one of those movies that I'd say I like a little bit more for whatever reason. But um, yeah, I don't know. I think this one looks really good. I would agree. I like Tangled better. I do like Frozen. I respect Frozen a lot because I think that Frozen's kind of like resuscitated Disney. Right. Um, I think that Frozen has brought in like a new generation of Disney fans. Like Elsa and Anna, I feel like are the big, and Olaf are mm-hmm. like the biggest characters to come out of like the Walt Disney Company in like a long time. And, yeah. And the trolls. Ugh, I... <laughs> we'll get there. Okay. Yeah. Um, so this is the second installment of Frozen, Frozen 2 sequel, but we've also had two Frozen shorts, mm. one in 2015, Frozen Fever, and the very controversial Olaf's Frozen Adventure in 2017. Oh, it's before Coco, um, which... That's all I remember about it, is that I wanted to see Coco. <sighs> uh, I remember going to see Coco, and I was not expecting to sit through 22 minutes of... Is that all it was? It was 22 minutes. Are you sure? But yes. I looked it up yesterday, and it was felt like and it was an eternity. But I think it was just... I think on its own, if this was like a Netflix thing... Or a Disney Plus, <laughs> or a Disney Plus thing, or like a eventually ABC TV thing that was on during like the holidays after like Frosty the Snowman. It would have mm-hmm. been completely fine, right? I think its placement was forced, horrible. Um, not that I want to spend too much time on this, but I found an interesting fact about this Olaf's Frozen adventure mm-hmm. of the f- of the four d- Frozen installments, counting Frozen Two. It's the only one that has a different director. Hmm. That's weird. It's very weird. I wonder why. I, I don't. So it's almost like it's like the most hated of everything Frozen and it's like so different. It's like the Yeah. It's like the last I mean, Jedi. I think it would be fine if it wasn't for um the placement. Yep. If it wasn't a twenty minute preview. Twenty two minutes. Whatever. Twenty two minutes. Yeah. It was a long <sighs> twenty two minutes too. I thought it was closer to like forty to be honest. That's what it felt like. <sighs> yeah. The, if you guys just remember, or if you don't know at all, if you didn't see Coco in theaters... See it. Please watch not Coco. Cool. Maybe not in theaters. That's going to be tough, but yeah. see it. <laughs> please watch Coco. It's so good. It's like mm-hmm. one of my favorite Disney Pixar movies. But if you didn't see Coco in theaters, you've probably escaped Olaf's Frozen Adventure. But it was very controversial that people complained so bad that they took it out. Like you would go to see Coco and you wouldn't see the short anymore. Like I think Coco, I think it debuted in like the end of November. And then by like the early December, they, they took it out out Mm -hmm. from all the screenings. So pretty controversial. So, um, how do you want to, how do you want to talk about this? Cause we have predictions for frozen two. 
So do you want to? Do you want to do a recap of Frozen One? Sure. Okay. Do you want? Do you want to go? Do you want to start it off? <laughs> sure. So, um, I mean, I I would hope that everybody. I mean, I guess if you might not have seen Frozen, but basically, Frozen is a tale of two sisters, Elsa and Anna, and Elsa is has superpowers. She can create ice and snow and and life. Yeah. <laughs> she. I'll uh, forget about that one. Yeah, she creates life. It's overlooked. Um. She creates a big monster that she tries to kill her sister with halfway through the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, she creates Olaf, everyone's favorite snowman. Um, Anna. So basically, in a nutshell, I'll, I'll, Elsa accidentally hurts Anna when they're little girls. They go see these like weird trolls that are help fill a massive plot hole in the movie. <laughs> uh, they tell her that you know they're lucky that. She didn't freeze her heart, and she like froze her brain, and Elsa has like a streak in her hair. The the, the parents take Anna to see these like magical trolls, and then they hail Anna, and then after that, Elsa is locked in her room, and she's not allowed to use her powers, and she's not allowed to be seen. It's concealing. And she's concealing. She's not failing. She's <laughs> yeah. She has to put on a show. Um. Then now they know. They do, and. Elsa, uh, Elsa's pa- Elsa and Anna's parents. They go on a boat trip. They get shipwrecked. They drowned. Elsa becomes the new queen of Arendelle. Um, she can't control her powers. She has like a full on like meltdown in front of like the whole kingdom of Arendelle. Like everyone sees her powers. Everyone sees her truth. She runs for the hills, builds a snow castle. She literally, li- literally builds a snow castle. No, literally she- runs for the hills. Oh, she literally <laughs> runs for the hills. Yeah. I mean, she literally builds a snow castle too. But. Yeah, she does. Yeah. Um, she has like a sickening costume change. She lets her hair down. She has like a, she has a full on <laughs> dramatic moment singing "Let It Go" on the mountaintop. She's so happy that she no longer has to hide who she is, and she's like living her best life alone, like in the hills. Of course, Anna doesn't settle for this. In the meantime, Anna falls in love with a man that she met, like, what, five minutes before? Mm -hmm. They had sang a duet together, which is, like, in Disney World. In the Disney World, that's, like... That's everything. That's everything. That's, Mm -hmm. like, true love right there, singing a duet. Um, Anna meets Kristoff, another man. Scandalous. Love triangle. Watch out. She finds Elsa. This is a big recap, and... Yeah. Um... Turns out, that's, that's, I mean, yada yada yada. That's pretty much the movie. Yeah, pretty much the <laughs> movie. Yada yada yada. Elsa and Anna are sisters, and that's what real true love is. And right. So. And Anna and Kristoff never sing a song together. They do not. So they're not even. They don't even love each other. Basically. I mean, they might in this movie, um, but according to the soundtrack, they don't. <laughs> um, spoiler alert. They split up. Frozen two. <laughs> I think they're still together, and but they're friends now. I don't know what their relationship status is. Do they ever? confirm that they're like romantically linked in Frozen um, 1? They hint at it. Or maybe they don't, but people around them do. Yeah. Like, I like, don't know if they're together. I really don't. Yeah. Like, are they in love? She was in love with Hans. I assume so, but yeah. I don't know. I assume so. Yeah. But I don't know. So what are the um, what are the songs that you have in Frozen 2? So the big song, like the let it go of Frozen 2 is... Into the Unknown, which we heard a little bit in one of the trailers, I believe. Yeah. Um, we heard, like, probably a 20-second uh, clip of, like, Indina Menzel, like, playing vocal Olympics. Like, <laughs> we knew we were going to get that because you have 
Indina Menzel, who voices Elsa, of course, she's a Broadway star, mm-hmm. and she was Alphaba and Wicked. Um, so Disney was like, we are gonna make sure that we give her another huge song, that if they do the Frozen 2 musical on Broadway, I'm sure this will be like, they have to make sure like they write it for that. So that's the big one. Um, there are a few different changes with the soundtrack. Um, I would say Frozen 1, would you say, was very Elsa, Anna heavy. Yeah. Yeah, because you mentioned like some new characters being thrown into the mix here. Yes. So I have songs. Kristoff, who is, I think, Anna's love interest. Still haven't figured that out. <laughs> Apparently he sings now, too. Um, I guess he does sing with the reindeer. He does, but that's kind of a weird song. Yeah, yeah he has. Yeah, weird. he does. He does sing. That actually is also on this soundtrack as well. Um, okay. Was it like Reindeers Are Better Than People, which mm-hmm. is from Frozen 1? Yeah. There's like a reprise of that in Frozen 2. Which is going to be a sad version. Ooh, you think so? Yeah. Okay. I bet... Well, <laughs> it would be it would be interesting if um, Sven was like dying or close to dying, oh. and he sings that to him, and then something happens and he doesn't die. Sven is that's my prediction. Christoph, but I have a lot of predictions, and they're all over the place. So, you know, I just want to be that guy that maybe predicted Frozen Two because that's a terrible title. <laughs> <laughs> the guy that predicted Frozen Two. Yep. The Frozen Two. Um, no, no, Shadamus. Yeah, so Kristoff also has it, other than the um, Reindeers Are Better Than People, he has a song called uh, Lost in the Woods. Mm-hmm. Not quite sure what that really means. Um, from a lot of what we've been seeing with Frozen 2, it's very much um, focused around this enchanted forest. Um, and the song Into the Unknown is kind of the probably the big song before they enter this enchanted forest that mm-hmm. Elsa and that's the, gonna be like their journey song probably yeah like as they're traveling mm-hmm. and so. yeah so I think that most of the movie is gonna take place in this enchanted forest and not in Arendelle um, so and it it seems like all the major players are are going uh, Elsa Anna Sven Kristoff and Olaf. Mm-hmm. Um, Olaf also has a song in this movie, When I'm Older. Don't know what that means. Um, yeah. But the most interesting thing I find about this soundtrack is, so if you've been keeping up with all the Frozen 2 news, there are a couple, two big new characters, uh, Queen Aduna, who's not really a new character. She's Elsa's and Anna's mother, but she didn't really have much of a role in the first movie, but she's being brought back in, I guess, flashbacks in this movie, mm-hmm. obviously for a reason. We'll she, see. Yeah. She's going to be played by Evan Rachel Wood, who's famous from like True Blood and Westworld, lots of HBO projects. Mm-hmm. And also Lieutenant Mathis is another new character played by Sterling K. Brown um, from This Is Us and The People vs. O.J. Simpson, two-time Emmy winner. Cool. So Good cast. Pretty good, very star-studded. Disney is not fooling around with their casting lately. They're just like, they are getting all the big names. Um, No Dwayne Johnson, though. Maybe from Moana (laughs) 2. If that comes out, then we'll get Dwayne Johnson. So, yeah, it's interesting, though. We're either going to have a lot of flashbacks for these songs, or maybe her mom is not dead. I guess those are the two possibilities, Mm -hmm. right? Um, I mentioned in one of the trailers a look that Elsa and Anna's uh, mother gives to 
probably the the father as they're leaving as they're like tucking them in for bed mm-hmm. and it's like it's like she knows something mm-hmm. so well what kurt's talking about is the father is telling elsa and anna a bedtime story in bed and it's about this like enchanted forest hashtag foreshadowing right and then <laughs> go ahead sorry i just wanted to like catch everybody yeah, up no, yeah thanks um <clears throat> so from what we got from the trailer it looks like they i'm gonna say they probably grew up in this forest i'm wondering if like her mom had powers or like someone they knew had powers there because they clearly aren't they aren't too freaked out by elsa's ability to i mean i guess she wears gloves forever but (laughs) (laughs) do the gloves like i never got the gloves thing do they really stop her from using her powers i don't know how yeah, it she never really, really makes sense. Yeah, it doesn't really make sense. Like they're just gloves, but yeah. I mean, she wears them. I guess Rogue, the X Men, it works for her too. <laughs> but so I guess very effective. Yeah, very effective. <laughs> really good quality gloves. They should just put gloves on Thanos. They would have like stopped him I like know, really right? quickly. <laughs> yeah. Just put a big glove over the Infinity yeah. Gauntlet. Um, <laughs> the so back to Queen and Duna really quick. Yeah, um, th- she has a couple songs in this movie. One is called All Is Found by herself and then she has a duet called show yourself with elsa later it's later on the soundtrack i don't know if it's later in the movie i don't know okay but my prediction for that is the so the horse that um i know you have a lot to say about the Mm -hmm. the horse does the horse have a name do we know that i've done some research so Frozen takes place in Norway, so they they use a lot of Norse mythology, mm-hmm. um, which goes back to those trolls that I just I adore. So my, I really just love those trolls. They're the best. They're just like my favorite part of Frozen. Just can't <laughs> wait to see them back. Um, they come from a lot of Norse mythology, and we're seeing a lot of that in the trailers. We're seeing these big like rock monsters, mm-hmm. and what Kurt mentioned the horse, which is like a water horse where we see in the first trailer that we saw Elsa's like running up like a big wave and she's like trying to free- freeze in and she's like, she's like failing big time and she's like mm-hmm. keeps going under the water and there's this like horse that like appears to her, this like underwater horse. Mm-hmm. Um, what I've noticed, what I've researched, they call that a knock, like a, I think it's an N-O-K. Okay. Um, and I don't really know much about them, but they're just kind of like a just any other mythical creature like a pegasus or a griffin or hmm. whatever but they're like an underwater horse and so okay cool yeah. so i think <clears throat> that song it's called show yourself i think that is going to mirror i think we're going to see flashbacks in that they're, they're not going to be singing that together obviously oh. so i bet we'll see her mother singing it as a well no she's not a little girl in it right it's evan rachel wood so it has to be her as an adult interesting okay i mean i think i still think it's gonna like parallel her and a flashback of her mother looking for this thing okay separately i like that it could be i don't know it's it's too soon to know there could be some quest or something that elsa finds out about and ends up going into the unknown (laughs) i'm definitely on the same page where i think we we keep seeing in this trailer Mm -hmm. this little or this like younger redheaded girl yep. by younger she's probably i don't know maybe a teen or preteen right um which i don't think is in the current day i think that the editing of this trailer is trying to play games with us because we see a lot of these inhabitants of this 
enchanted forest within these trailers. Yep. And I think the editors are playing games with us. This girl that they keep showing with the red hair that's in the forest, I think, is Queen of Dune as a young girl. I think that she grew up in the forest. I don't think that Elsa's father knows about the well i think he knows about the forest in the sense where it's like this big fairy tale it's not like a it's like a myth in his mind doesn't know that queen of dune is from this forest she's holding this secret she does have powers like her daughter i think she has like wind or another because we're seeing a lot of wind powers in mm. in frozen 2 I have trailers a new prediction. <laughs> you have a new prediction yeah based on what you just said okay so my prediction i think i think you're right I think the father is going to be, so he's a, a little boy, and he enters this part of the forest. The mother lives there with her family, mm-hmm. and that's how they meet. And then it shows the, um, sort of like in Pocahontas when they show like war, like the, the mm-hmm. prediction of war, they show that kind of image. So I think they clash. Something happens there. Like and the then, people of Arendelle. And these people that live in the forest. And then I think there's going to be some spell that locks them out. Yeah, and she gets trapped outside of it. Okay. The mother. Oh, I like that. Mm. So we don't we don't really know much about the monarchy of Arendelle. We do know yeah. that both of the parents die, and then Elsa, because she's the oldest of the two siblings, mm-hmm. she becomes queen. But we don't know if the ki- if the king of Arendelle is like if he was like like the bloodline, or if it was Queen Aduna. I'm guessing he was the royal, like you're saying. Like, there's, like, the royal family, and then she was from this enchanted forest. Like you said, she got stuck. I, I really do. I Actually, I think I'm subscribing to that theory. I think that's a really good theory. <laughs> um, but I don't think that he knows that she's powerful. I don't think that he knows the extent of this enchanted forest. Yep. I think he thinks it's, like, this big myth, too. Um, but she knows the truth. You, like you said, in the trailer, she, like, gives an eye. She knows what's going on. She knows, yeah. And I think that's where Elsa's getting her powers genetically from her mom. Right. And then something is calling her back into her, like, her family, whatever. The magic is calling her back into the forest because that's in her blood. Mm-hmm. I think it's her mother that's calling her back into the forest. Could be. I So, originally, I, I tried to figure out who this little girl was because they show... Um, there's a scene where she's holding a baby reindeer mm-hmm. and then it shows a reindeer next to them that looks identical to Sven, which mm-hmm. is, you know, they, they probably just all look like that in yeah. this movie. I think also, if you remember Frozen 1, sorry, after my long recap, I didn't mention, Kristoff is also an orphan as well. Hmm. And he, it, we don't know anything about Kristoff's parents and we do know also that he was raised by those trolls as well. Maybe who um, are kind of they also know a little bit about the forest. So the dad's blonde, isn't he? Maybe the, they're maybe it's gonna be like a Luke and Leia. Oh, it could be. That'd be a twist. So to go back to like, oh, Kristoff and Anna really aren't romantically. Involved. Maybe they're related. Maybe they're siblings. They could be. That'd be wild. I kind of like that. Whoa. Yeah. Because they I, do. I can see that happening. I don't think they would do that though. But they could. We'll see. As far as love interest, I just wanna to tackle this because the internet is like so obsessed with this. Um, and as the LGBT representative on this podcast, I feel like it's my duty to tackle this. Sure. So everybody after frozen one, because we're so used to seeing all of our female protagonists in Disney movies being wifed up and mm-hmm. with a prince. But in the last movie, we, we don't know what happened with Anna and Elsa definitely had no romantic interest at all. So everyone's like, Oh, Elsa's going to be a lesbian. She's going to be our first gay <laughs> Disney princess. 
And everyone's like, Elsa's going to get a girlfriend in Frozen 2. And I want to make my prediction that Elsa's going to get a girlfriend in Frozen 2. Um, can, we, can we add a drum roll in here? So the answer to that is Elsa <laughs> is not going to have a girlfriend in Frozen 2. Mm-hmm. I think that Frozen is... And once, to go, once again, to go back to the theory of maybe Kristoff being related to them, I think that Disney is, they're not going to jump on board with, like, let's be progressive in the sense where we're going to, we're not going to go that far by giving Elsa a girlfriend, but we're going to be progressive enough to say, hey, we can have these female protagonists and they don't have to be romantically involved with anybody. With Anna and Elsa, they're just going to be like, the whole thing with them is like it's the both the relationship between the two sisters and not the relationship between other. So doesn't that make um, making Kristoff their brother not the best move? Because then it's like, oh well, they're related, so you know they can't date now. I Instead think... of it being their choice. Mm. So that seems like a step, like kind backwards. of like a cop out. Yeah. yeah. Um, Instead of just being like, no, we're just friends, and like that's that's it. I guess. I mean. I just think that Disney's just like, we're not going to tell another love story. Yep. So I, I think like I think they're going that way. It's just, I think that it's, I mean, we're going to probably see a Frozen 3. Let's let's just put, yeah. the, um, they probably plan to do a Frozen trilogy from the at beginning. Least. I mean, at least after it made. Oh, from the beginning. From yeah. Well, I mean, I if it know. flopped completely, um, they probably would have. But after it made, and I have the number here, 1.2 billion dollars almost 1.3 billion dollars they were like we're making a sequel yeah um and then it won the oscar for best animated feature and i actually remember watching those oscars in i think it was the 2013 oscars and they and now like when they came on stage to accept it like the directors and the creators and the writers and all them Mm -hmm. they like did like a little jingle and then like at the end they were like and now let's get to making frozen 2 so like right after they won the oscar they were like already in production of making frozen 2 so they knew like this is like I mean, Disney, they've they've proven with, like, Toy Story that they can, like, make a successful franchise of sequels. Um, what do you think the, the conflict is going to be in this movie? Like, is there going to be a villain or... Yeah. Well, they do, they do mention in the trailer, like, there's, like, a, a line that's like, we have to save Arendelle or something like that. So there's obviously some sort of threat. I don't know what that is. They also show these like giant stone mountain monsters, but they could also be friendly ones. So I don't really know. Yeah. I don't think there's going to be a real villain in this movie. Mm -hmm. I think it's going to be calling Elsa into the forest. And then I think there's going to be tension. If my theory is right about them being like banished from the forest and that's why there's a wall there. Mm -hmm. I think there's going to be tension between the people that live in there and the people in the town Arendelle. now that have been like vacated for some weird windy unknown reason mm-hmm. yeah like you said earlier you mentioned like pocahontas like i can mm-hmm. see it being very pocahontas where it's like yep. this like understanding of two cultures like meeting and or right. the misunderstanding of these two and like elsa will be kind of like bridge the gap as the queen of Arendelle say like yep. hey i'm just like these people i'm a magical person like and i'm the queen and I mean, let's accept these people. Right. I think we'll get that line almost word for word. Mm -hmm. I also find it kind of interesting that Sterling K. Brown's character in the forest is a lieutenant, Lieutenant Mathis. So why does he have a military name? You know? So I wondered that too. Like when I thought 
people might have been trapped there. I th- I think there was a a point where those two groups were merged, mm-hmm. and then it splits for whatever reason. Certain people stayed, yeah. other people left, whether it was like intentional or not. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but I think yeah, I think he probably came from Arendelle. Yeah, because if you look in the trailer, all the other people, the inhabitants of this forest, look more like native yeah. or more. Yeah, like tribal. Right. Like they're not wearing city clothes. They're wearing more like, I guess, tribal clothing, yeah. I guess. I don't right. know if there's like another way. They're all wearing like the same color. It's more like handmade. Like, I mean, I guess it would all be handmade at that yeah. point, but you know. Yeah, it's like, I can't explain, but it's not yeah. like, it's not the same. It's not like as rich as like what like Elsa, I mean. Yeah, right. In, Makes sense. Um. So, in, but he's in like full military garb and he kind of like sticks out against all the other inhabitants of... Yeah, the enchanted really forest. So, um, anything else you want to mention for Frozen Two? I want to mention the fashion. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, this one's all you. Yeah, sorry. Um, what I really love about Frozen is that they are like always like serving different looks. Like even in the shorts. Like, and I'm hey, this could be like a merchandise thing, but it's like working on me. Like in the trailers, like I feel like we've seen Elsa in like four different outfits already. Like she's. She's wearing this, like, cranberry-like dress, <laughs> and then she's wearing this, like, cool, like, pantsuit with, like, a very, like, Daenerys Targaryen, like, robe with, like, pants, and she's, like, running up, like, the um, wave. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a scene where she, like, lets her hair down, and she's, like, full-on, like, a new wig in this movie. <laughs> uh, Anna doesn't get as many outfits. I feel like she's wearing kind of the same thing she's wearing in Frozen 1, but she's got different outfits in Frozen 1, as well as, like the the shorts she wears like she's wore like a green dress and mm-hmm. um, I mean what I can predict another prediction is that Frozen Two will make a lot of money in merchandise sales this Christmas they're gonna sell so many dolls they're gonna sell so many notebooks and backpacks and lunchboxes and Olaf chapsticks and like everything <laughs> else like this is like such a merchandise giant as well as a popular movie. It, it's pro- I. Let me ask you this: Do you think that with the number one point two seven six billion that it made the first one, do you mm-hmm. think that Frozen Two will beat it? Yes, I think it's gonna beat it. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Easily. Yeah. What? What's yeah, your? Yeah, because I think Frozen was so popular, and it still still is so popular. I think it's gonna have a really big turnout, like in theaters, but it's gonna continue to make money forever. They'll find a way. My only criticism for the way like Disney has treated the Frozen franchise is mm-hmm. that I keep mentioning these shorts. I'm sorry, but <laughs> I think so. The original Frozen came out in 2013, and then two years later they released the first Frozen short, Frozen Fever, and then 2017 they released the second Frozen short. Yep. And now it's 2019, and we're releasing the second full length movie. Do you think there's been like Frozen overload, and people are just like, okay, like been there, done that. We've seen so much Frozen, like no more Frozen. Do you think that like Disney is kind of like ruined their like goodwill with the audience by doing too much Frozen. I think the Coco one was definitely forced. I don't think they've made too many, but I think that was just too long. Like mm-hmm. that that didn't need to be twenty two minutes long. It makes sense why they would do that for Coco during um you know it, it was a huge movie. Obviously, it was gonna have a big turnout. They dropped that in there. It was kind of cheating on their end, forcing it on people. I think if it was like a five to ten minute short, it would have been fine. Mm-hmm. It was just more like it could have been more of just like a hey, we're yeah. we're still here. Some people thought they like entered the wrong movie. They yeah. thought they were like, oh my god, I thought I was seeing Coco, and I'm like, I want to watch this like 
great story about like Mexican people, but we have like mm-hmm. these like white people are taking <laughs> like what's going on? Like I didn't sign up for this. Like right. I want to see this like great Mexican musical. I don't want to watch these white people like right. t- singing about Christmas and this s- annoying snowman. Snowman that is very white. Very white snowman. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was not a good look. Yeah, I I did bring up the fact that I think that we've had a little bit of frozen overload but and myself the coco frozen controversy mm-hmm. made me sour on frozen and i was i'm more of a fan of frozen than kurt like i think that frozen's good i think that the music <laughs> is good i think that the characters are interesting um i like that honor and elsa aren't like they're so different and i just uh, don't like the ending of frozen yep but i don't know is it I, the storm cr- cloud is that is that the ending that you that's like? that's what ruined it for me yeah. No, um, I just the the twist villain doesn't make sense to me. That's that's kind of it. Like, he was he was eleventh in line. Yeah, like I get that, but it was just weird. If Scar was in Arendelle, like he would have got it done. Like he wouldn't have had to go to Arendelle. Like if Scar was Hans, like he would have killed like all ten of his siblings and became king. yeah. Because Scar is obviously a villain. Yeah, like, and <laughs> yeah. this other guy is not a villain. <laughs> he like had... they made him a villain. He didn't even want to do that. He didn't sign up for that. I remember when I I I was like caught by surprise by the twist in Frozen One with Hans. Like I was like I was shook by that. But yeah. I mean I really wasn't expecting it. But because it didn't make any sense, <laughs> it didn't make any. I mean, it di- to me, it makes sense. It's okay. It's still a good movie. I think it's still a good movie. But I remember watching Frozen, and I was like, "Oh my god!" Like this is like the prince in this movie. Like he has like the worst facial hair I've ever seen in my life. Like those mutton chops. Like the lead singer of Fall Out Boy. Like what mm. is he doing? Like so, I was actually relieved when he was like revealed as the villain because I was like, "Oh, thank God, he's just the villain, so that's why he's ugly. Like right. he's not the prince. Like I don't want to see." an ugly prince like that like Kristoff I was like it's much better looking like he's not royal and he's like a little rough around the edges but like he's more of like the standard like mm-hmm. Disney Unless prince he is royal in Frozen 2 he could be I think he is I'm, gonna, I'm sticking with that he's either marrying in or he's already in he's already in or Ooh. they're gonna be friends and then Ooh. he's not royal Frozen 3 Kristoff mm-hmm. as the son of Queen Anduna and unnamed king yeah why don't they name that guy could he like come for like elsa's wig and like become king of arendelle because he's like a man and she's like a woman like could that be like the the am i i know oh. i'm jumping i know i'm no, jumping you're, you're way right, ahead but you're like right. that would be a problem i would be i would be here for that she and wouldn't be queen anymore she wouldn't be because they'd be like oh no he's a boy and like he should be he should be oh, okay the they can't they can't make them related they because of that it. they can't but she could, he could also be like, I don't want to be king. Like, it could also make Elsa... Maybe it'll be, like, a secret. Maybe he's like, I'm gonna... I want you to be queen, and I'm gonna give... I'm gonna leave the power with you. That's the only way they can do it. Or they're just gonna ignore the fact that he's actually the king. <laughs> yeah, they could do that, <laughs> because, too. Because, you know, it's made for five-year-olds. I'm Although su- it's a great movie. I'm but... subscribed to the fact that Kristoff is related to Elsana. He's their brother. Yeah. Could be or half brother cousin or that they would never do a half brother it's in Disney. Too distant. That yeah. is too too controversial. Like nobody has outside. Of, we're not there yet. <laughs> yeah, we're not there yet with Disney. Like right. Maybe with Star Wars, but not with Disney. We might get Elsa as a lesbian before we get Kristoff as a half brother. 
But what about, so what do you think? Do you, do you think we get Kristoff as a full brother <laughs> for, for, before we get Elsa as a lesbian? Like, where do you rank these these theories? Ugh, I don't know. They're all terrible. <laughs> I don't want to rank them at all. So I think that's all we have for Frozen 2. We have a do, uh, we do have a couple other topics that we were going to discuss today. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if you want to move on. Yep. This next one I'm like super excited about because this is just like bringing me back to my childhood. And um, this month, the end of the month, right before Halloween, October 29th, they are re-releasing the Aladdin and Lion King video games, the retro video games from Super Nintendo and Sega Genesis and a couple of the handhelds at that time. I don't know, Game Boy and I don't remember what the... Sega handheld was at that time. I, no I want to say it's Game Gear. Like I want to like that almost terrible. <laughs> I want to almost say it was it was Game Gear. Um, I think this is like really cool. So it's going to be released on. There are six different game versions. There's and it's going to be released on Nintendo Switch, PS4, Xbox One, and it's going to be on Steam as well. The original release release for these games was 1993 for Aladdin, 1994 for Lion King, respectively. You're right, by the way, about Game Gear. Oh wow! See, throwback. I've never even seen this. I um, my brother had Game Gear. It wasn't it was in color, so that was like revolutionary. Yeah, it's um, pretty cool. Actually. At the time, Game Boy was like in green and black. Like it wasn't. I wouldn't even say it was black and white. It was like that green screen with black. Um, and Game Gear was like in full color, and I think we had like Sonic the Hedgehog on it, and it like looked just the same as it did on Sega Genesis. So cool. Yeah, it was pretty cool at the time. It was huge. Like, that was a weapon. Like, if you threw that game gear at someone, like, they were going to get hurt. Like, <laughs> it was a brick. It was a brick, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, there are a bunch of new features in this game. Um, there's You can, like, fast forward it and just, like, watch the game play. And you can, like, jump in at any time, which is yep. kind of cool. That um, is good. Because those games are hard. So, if you enjoy playing the first two levels... You can play the old ones, and if you want to actually see what maybe the third level looks like, you can get the new one and just spectate. Kurt, have you ever played these games before? I have, but only once. Okay. So, I don't know much about it. I remember um, I Just Can't Wait to Be King. Super hard. The monkeys, and yeah. Super hard. Yep. I still own these games. Like, I'm a big retro game gamer. And I'm going to buy this version of it, too, because I'm just, like, sick like that. But I have Super Nintendo, and I have these original versions. I don't have the Sega Genesis version of Aladdin, which is, is different. There's when that game was released, I, I had the Sega Genesis Aladdin. Yeah. And my cousins who lived in the same house as us, they lived upstairs. Um, we lived in like a duplex. They had this super Nintendo version of Aladdin and they were very different games. Like obviously they followed the movie of Aladdin, but it's weird. They were very, the super Nintendo version was like so much easier. The Sega Genesis version was so hard. Like, Hmm. it was, like, almost unbeatable. I never made it, like, past, like, the Cave of Wonders, I feel. But in the Aladdin for Super Nintendo, I could make it, like, all the way to Jafar. It was, like, super easy. I believe... I never had the Lion King for Sega, so I don't know if it was a different game. I can't... I think it was similar. I think it was almost the same game. Yeah. Well, Um, this um, re-release actually has all the versions. It has all the versions, So we'll be able to compare those. We'll be able to compare them. And maybe we'll do a review. Like, when it comes out at the end of the month, maybe we'll play a little bit, like... Speed run. Yeah. Just, like... It's kind of tough. Yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Like, talk about all six versions of this. Uh, I'll just... We'll just talk about what we like about it. But, yeah, this game was, like, super hard. Uh, Mm -hmm. Lion King was super hard. The first level, they... You... 
kind of breeze past and then it's like no we're not joking around anymore and now you're gonna play just can't just can't wait to be king and mm-hmm. we're just gonna it's like hard in the sense where it's like very puzzly like you have to figure out like a certain path and then there's like this part where you like ride an ostrich and you have to like duck and jump it's like cra- like kind of like crash bandicoot like so cool to... though they're so true to the movies that's why i really like those yeah um, but that's like super hard and i i think i made it past that and then there's like i know the elephant graveyards after that and it's like equally as hard like i've never really i i've used, used like cheat codes just to be big simba yeah. but i've never made it to be big simba like on my own hmm. which i always thought that was kind of a cool thing too like yeah you have to like really earn it yeah you so. start the game as like young simba and then you play the rest of the game as big simba like yep. i feel like that's like before it's time like i feel like that's really cool that they did that yeah definitely So what are we doing for this part, Rob? So we decided to introduce a new segment that we're going to kind of do every week. And this is the first time we're going to do it. It's the Disney Top 3. So this week, every week we're going to pick a topic um, of... And we're going to make... Each of us are going to pick our three choices for whatever that topic may be. Um, For example, say it's favorite Disney character. We're never going to do that because it's so broad. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're going to try to keep these like a little bit more niche. Or, but this week we're going to, we've came up with the idea of picking our top three most underrated Disney movies in our opinion and kind of share why we think those movies are underrated. Uh, Kurt, do you want to like start and give your number three pick? Yeah, you're going to be mad about this. Okay. Well, you haven't seen this movie. Okay. But I have the new Aladdin as my three. Okay. I think, I think it's pretty good actually. Um, it's tough when you're comparing it to something that we grew up with. I think Will Smith actually did a really good job. And it's different. It's very different. So you should you should give that a watch at some point. I think I'm going to watch it for two reasons. One, I did listen to some of the soundtrack mm-hmm. based on your suggestion. Uh, Never Had a Friend Like Me is actually really good. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm not the biggest Will Smith fan. Like, I will go on record saying that. I'm not a fan of Will Smith. I'm not subscribed. I'm unsubscribed. Unfollow. But, and I thought him as a choice of the genie was just, like, absurd. Like, I was just not here for that. But I will say, Never Had a Friend Like Me is really good. I watched the YouTube clip of that. So that did sell me on the movie. Mm -hmm. The other thing that's selling me on the movie is, like, Jafar is, like, (laughs) really hot (laughs) in that movie. And I don't know why. Like... Sorry, but I mean, he sh- he has no business being that hot. Like, why did they cast such a hot guy for to play Jafar? Got me. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think? You uh, the actor three? that played Jafar. Call me. Um, <laughs> my number three. This could also be controversial. I don't. I think it's underrated because I don't think it gets enough like love. But I think Big Hero Six is my yep. number three. Pick. That's a good one. Um, this is a movie that I remember seeing the trailer for. And this was kind of like Disney's kind of downtime. This is before Frozen, I believe, right? Big Hero 6? Um, well, maybe it was after. right around that time. It was around the time. Of yeah. Fro- it either came... It was either the re- release... It, I be- think it might have been a little after. Yeah, it was either like the release before or the release after. Mm-hmm. But it was like Disney was still kind of like getting their footing back. Yep. Or like... But I remember seeing this in theaters and I was like, oh my God, this is like really good. Mm-hmm. And I don't think a lot of people have like paid attention to that movie. So... And what I really like about Big Hero 6, and this is the reason why I have it on this list, is that Disney proved that they can make a good non-musical. So we know Pixar makes all the great movies that are not musicals, Mm -hmm. and Disney's really great at making amazing musicals, and they've made a lot of movies 
that aren't musicals that aren't very good. Like yep. Meet the Robinsons or Chicken Little. A lot of those movies are just like either okay or just bad. Right. Um, but Big Hero 6, I think, is one of their best movies, personally, that Disney has ever made. Yeah. Um, is, um, is Brave Disney or Pixar? Pixar. That's Pixar. She's the only Pixar princess. Pixar princess. Pic- that, princess. That has a, yeah. She's a Pixis. <laughs> sound good worse yeah worst thing ever they have the joke about that in Rec- uh wreck it ralph 2 that she's from the other studio oh that's right yeah. do you want to go with your number two pick yep my number two is the aristocats Ooh. and this might have been popular it was before my time i don't know how popular it was when it first came up but i think it's a great movie what do you like about it it is i, want, I was gonna say the songs but i feel like the songs aren't really good There's you know like- the main song Everybody I, wants to be a cat. It's a jam. I, I can kind of live for like the scales and the arpeggio song. I know yeah. it's like ridiculous, but like, and it's kind of like corny, but that scene is like so adorable. Like the cat, like the Aristocats, like what I don't like about the Aristocats, like, well, not, uh, I like the Aristocats. What I don't like is that Disney like only promotes Marie, like the youngest, the female, youngest female child yep. of, of the, the three, there's like three siblings, right? There's two boys and then Marie. Right. There's like a black and orange and then Marie's the white cat. Mm-hmm. The other cats, like the boy, the other boys, I don't even know their names. Right. <laughs> They're so cute too. Like, I feel like we only see like Marie merchandise. Like, I want to see more with like those other characters. Yeah. Like, I would totally wear like a t-shirt with like the cat that has like paint on his hands and like puts the paint all over the uh, yeah the piano. It's a good movie. Villain has a good incentive oh. because the old lady is leaving everything she owns to her cats. Mm-hmm. Edgar, who is the villain in Aristocats, is like yeah. the nicest Disney villain in all of like the cinematic universe. Yeah, no, I, I get it. He's like second in line for the inheritance, which I yeah. feel like if he lives... Does he try to kill them or does he just get rid of them? Well, originally he wants to kill them and by like... And they fall out of the... He puts like sleeping pills in like their milk and he wants to like just like abandon them. Or okay. he wants he puts them in like a shipping crate and like tries to like send them to like Timbuktu. Okay. Which is like, I mean... They probably would have died in the shipping crate, let's be honest. But it's a yeah. but it's a cartoon. So he's a little bit more humane. I mean he's not I mean, he's not humane. He's he's, <laughs> he's putting animals in a shipping crate and sending them off. But it's what do you, my, yeah, what do you have for two? Uh, my number two is Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Okay. Very good um, one. I think originally, like when this came out, like in the early nineties, mm-hmm. it was like super popular and like everything was like Roger Rabbit, even in like Disney world. I remember going as a little kid and they had like yep. the ending scene. You could like go and like see like the part where like the bulldozer and like, uh, it was like a steamroller and like the hammer and like the sword that was like hmm. Frank Sinatra and like all that, like cool, <laughs> like that whole set at the end. Yeah. Most terrifying villain in all of Disney cinema history. I think with like at the end when he's like, and my voice sounds like this. And his <laughs> eyes are red and they're like terrifying. Like, do you remember that? I don't remember. No. <laughs> oh my. It's terrifying. Like, please YouTube that. Okay. If you've never seen it, like YouTube that. It's terrifying. I remember being a child and like. We'll, we'll play it right now, actually. I As a kid, like, what I thought was like, one of my favorite movies because it was like a mix of like cartoons and like real life. Yep. And like, it's like a cool mystery and like the characters are great. And it was a little bit like, I think it's PG or PG 13. It's not G. 
okay. there's like drinking in it. There's like violence. There's like a lot of adult Yeah, I thought it was themes. like pretty adult. And that's like a movie I'm shocked they like never made a sequel for. Like, and, and now like I feel like you go to Disney parks or anything on Disney and you never see anything with Roger Rabbit. I want, can we get more Roger Rabbit? Like, I think. That's a 97 on Rotten Tomatoes. It's amazing. It's, it's one of my favorites. Do you have your number one pick? I think we have the same number one pick. It's The Emperor's New Groove. That's what I right? have. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. We knew that we knew we were going to have the same one. Yeah. So that, that movie is just so good. I've seen it like probably over a hundred times. It's just perfect. It's so funny. Yep. I think it's the funniest Disney movie. Like and it came out at a weird time where like they were getting away from the, um, animated the 2d yeah like 2d animated films um and i think that's probably what hurt it a little bit i'm like a fan of the 2d like i know it's probably not the most efficient way to like make animated films but like if every disney movie was 2d i would be like so happy with that Mm -hmm. like if frozen was in 2d i would think i would like it like so much more to me like that's what when i think of like disney like and like disney princesses and like di- like i think of that style right like i love like that they went back with princess the frog and like made that 2D. like i love that that's could, really cool too because yeah. they like painted the backgrounds Ugh. and all that stuff it's really nice that is such a gorgeous movie but yep. princess and the frog like i love that like you can have like tiana like next to cinderella and they look like they're like in the same universe mm-hmm. But, like, then you have, like, Elsa and Anna, and they look like they belong in, like, Pixar. Like, I want to see, like, Elsa next to, like, Woody from Toy Story or something. Yeah. Like, I don't think that they fit. So, But, obviously, like, I feel like that technology is, like, way easier to animate with than, like, drawing yeah. cells and, like, all it's that. It's already rigged, and they just recycle yeah. assets. I mean, who knows, but... They recycled a lot of assets with, like, the old Disney movies, too. Yeah, like, well, actually, um, you're wearing a Toy Story shirt. The reason for... So, do you know... Do you remember the short of the the old guy playing chess with himself. It was no, a Pixar short. Is it a Pixar short? Yeah. I don't think I've seen so that So it one. would show, you've definitely seen it. It was like an old guy playing chess and it would show him is and it then like, it would show him on the other side of the table without his glasses and he'd be like playing against himself. Okay. But you'd never see them in the same shot. Okay. He was, so he was made for that short and then Toy Story 2. I know where you're going with this. He's yeah. the guy that fixes Woody. Because they had him laying around. Because oh. he was an asset that they just dropped in there because something happened with toy story 2 where it was like deleted or uh-huh. like something like that and you just rush it yeah they and deleted toy story 3 got like deleted toy story 2 toy story 2 i'm sorry yeah. got deleted completely and the reason why it got recovered was because one of the animators was on maternity leave and had all the assets at home because she was mm-hmm. like working remote had that person not been on maternity leave like we would have had like either a different <laughs> toy story 2 or like no toy story 2 at all maybe yep. like because what if they lost all that money? Like, who knows yeah. like, what so would have happened? That was, yeah. I, I think they weren't even done with it at that point because then they had to, like, do the second half of the movie. Mm-hmm. And that was one of the guys they had laying around. And I remember seeing that movie and being like, that's the guy from that short. Because they used to play that before. Now I can picture that short and I can picture we'll the guy. We'll play it after, yeah. Yeah, I want to watch that after. Um, to go back to Emperor's New Groove. Yeah. Do you know a little bit of the history of Emperor's New Groove? Uh, I don't. So the Emperor's New Groove that we have today is very different than the movie that was planned. Okay. So the Emperor's New Groove was originally titled The Kingdom of the Sun, and mm-hmm. it was a Prince in the Pauper type story. So there was still Emperor Cusco, and there was still Yzma was the villain, but they had different motivations, and it was a totally different story, where it was Cusco, and I don't know what the other... I think it was still Pacha. I think they had the same names. Yep. And Cusco lived in the palace, and he was, like, betrothed to, like, marry some 
other queen from some other kingdom or something. And then, and then Pacha was like a peasant who had like a girlfriend or something. I don't know, but they switched lives and then they switch girlfriends as well. Like they fall because they fall in love with like, it's like reverse Aladdin where like they Um, fell, fall in love with like this lifestyle, like Cusco. It's similar, like Aladdin and Jasmine, how Jasmine like is Royal and like, doesn't want to be Royal. And Aladdin wants is on the street and wants to be Royal. Like this basically the same concept. Right. It, but then they decided to, and also they had Sting, the singer Sting yep. from like the police, did like a bunch of songs for Emperor's New Groove. So Weird. similar how, um, was it Phil Collins for Tarzan yep. and Elton John for Lion King? Like they were doing, like they were going back to that. Like, oh, we, we have an artist that is going to write all this music for this movie. They recorded all that music. Interesting. And yeah. they... Because Phil Collins is kind of the last one to do that. I guess Randy Newman has something in Toy yeah. Story 4, but they don't have someone that writes, I guess, that with Moana too. Like yeah, Lynn. Yeah, yeah, but that's not him singing. Yeah, yeah, but Elton John didn't really sing in Lion King either. But that's he, true. He and wrote all the music. Yeah, he sings in the credits. Yeah. But not oh God. the... Yeah. God bless Elton. Yeah. So good. <laughs> um, but the Emperor's New Groove, and then they just like, I don't know what happened, but they basically like threw the whole whole movie away and they mm-hmm. were like this is not working like i don't know if it was test audiences i don't know if it was the powers that be at disney but they were like this movie stinks like we want a comedy and it it could have been the same thing where like these movies like shrek were popular and they very comedic and mm-hmm. they felt like these this type of like musical is kind of tired and maybe we should kind of go a different direction right but i think disney nailed it with the Amber's new groove yeah they really did I think it's like it's so underrated. It's not even funny. It's such a great movie. The lines I can are great. quote the entire movie. Yeah. Like I think you can put that, it on now and mute it, and I'll just do the whole thing. I don't want to give away. Do you have like, enough time for that? What for me to just voice every character in this movie if we play it right now? I think that muted. I think that like nobody will ever listen to this podcast again <laughs> if we do that. But um, I know this is like I don't want to get like this could be a future Disney top three of like our favorite voice mm-hmm. actors. But I think Eartha Kitt's voice performance as Yzma is oh, yeah. one of the best. Like, I love, like, she's just so good. And, like, that voice is, like, I couldn't see that character being, like, having any other voice. Yep. Like, it just fits it it's so perfect. well. It's yep. just in. I have another one for that, too. I'm not going to say it because we should do this next time. Okay. So we want to promise our fans that. And I won't put Yzma on my list. So. Yep. She's an honorable mention. <laughs> but, I I mean, I, I, I gave like her the tough out. spot. Yeah. yeah but, um. Uh, excluding Yzma on my list, I guess next time we'll do who our favorite voice actors are for yep. Disney characters. Cool. That sounds good. All right. We'll wrap it up here. Wrap it up here. So I just want to promote our social media. So you can follow us on Twitter at pod of your world. And we would really love for next week or in future episodes to kind of start a dialogue with our community. And um, we're trying to create a hashtag. So hashtag ask P O Y W pod of your world on twitter um also you can follow us on instagram at pod of your world and that's all yeah Um, sounds good until next time guys see you later goodbye